Hi, I'm KJ and welcome to my podcast, Not A Life Coach. This podcast is about a framework of questions that I use to get me thinking through specific topics, to discover things about myself and to become aware of behaviours and perspectives that affect my life and do not serve me. This enables me to understand myself better, my behaviours, my beliefs and how these things came to be. Awareness leads to acceptance and then action to make change. This is an account of my process of answering these questions and some of the things it brought up for me. This is my journey of working on myself for a healthier and happier life. From work in a conscious programme, I've witnessed time and time again that sharing of experience is a powerful way to help people rather than advising them on what they should do. If you're following along and thinking over some of these questions and ideas, please remember these topics can be surprising and bring up long forgotten and painful feelings. When this happens, we just need to take care of ourselves, whatever self-care looks like to you. Take what you like and leave the rest and we'll see how this goes. This episode is on attitudes. The best definition I've found is a set of emotions, beliefs and behaviours towards a particular object, person, thing or event. Attitudes are the way we see things and our actions often reveal how the world looks to us. Another popular saying in my fellowship is changed attitudes can aid recovery. This is a really important one to remember. All I need to do is be willing to see things differently. By following this framework and doing this work, I can start to learn about the circumstances that may have conditioned me to see the world in a particular way, affecting how I feel, think and act. But as I start to shift my perspective and see the world differently, I begin to realise a lot of my old attitudes no longer work. The first section asks about habits and feelings. The first question asked, do I tend to see my cup as half full or half empty? Explain. This was actually a lot harder to answer than I thought it would be. In the main, I'm a really positive person and the glass is always half full and there's always a way to fill it. But I do also swing to the opposite and can be extremely negative with no in-between. And then the glass is definitely half empty. I had to think through the types of situations that build up to make me start feeling half empty or half full. It always helps me to get this out on paper, even if I will never read it again. For me, it's cathartic. The pattern that emerged was the benefit of a positive outlook. I preach this to everyone I meet, but then struggle to remember it for myself sometimes. It is so clear and there's plenty of research to back up the link between attitudes and well-being. This highlights that a positive attitude will always make us feel better. The next question asked, what healthy attitudes did I learn from my family? I started to note down things my family taught me, like loyalty and to work hard in life. I thought about how my mum taught me that everyone is equal and has a right to be treated as such. I enjoy creating this list and it made me feel grateful. The next followed with, what poor attitudes did I learn in my family when I was growing up? I started to note down the ones I could think of. Growing up in a large family gave me the opportunity to experience many different types of attitudes and some of them quite poor. 
Many attitudes are formed from just the situation and circumstance at the time. For me, being the second eldest child began the building blocks of caring for others, which later in life became an attitude or a belief that taking care of everyone else's needs were top priority, even if that meant sacrificing my own happiness to worrying about and caring for others. Once I started to become aware of this, the more I began to realise about my behaviour and what I was responsible for. I resisted this for some time because it felt selfish to change my behaviour and stop doing all the things I did for others. But being aware can bring some balance to this. It's not that I don't help others, I do, but I do not sacrifice anything which leads to me feeling resentful and I don't use up valuable brain space worrying continuously for people anymore. I remember that they have their own higher power, their own protection and they're walking their own path, not mine. The next question asked, how does my attitude change when I'm with different people? This was interesting to think through. I am aware that I do behave differently with different people, but I think we all do. But if I'm consistent with one thing, that's having an opinion and I'm not sure that changes much. I think it's common for attitudes to shift within social contexts and dynamics of a group, like feeling more relaxed around friends. For example, a joke I'd tell in one setting is definitely not a joke for another. My attitudes can be very different in a professional setting. There are plenty of times at work I'd like to be completely honest and cannot. Work can be extremely stressful and there are days when morale drops and negativity creeps in. But when I can be positive and upbeat, my day always goes better and I seem able to bring others up with me too. If I can be positive, I can be focused and motivated and engaged. Life is much more manageable when I remember to look for something positive in a difficult situation. But on the days I don't succeed and the negativity drags me down, I try to live in the present moment and if I can't be positive, I try and shut up and keep my head down and get on with my work. Funnily enough, that was another thing taught to me in my childhood. If I don't have anything good to say, then don't say anything at all. Sometimes just waiting it out, being aware, focusing on how I'm feeling, stops me from spreading my negativity across the office, lowering morale even further and making the environment a horrible place to be, which is miserable. Attitudes of managers and leaders can have such a huge impact on the people down the chain, affecting work culture to the business and organisation itself. When I see a bad attitude that's having a toxic and damaging effect, I remember to bring it back to me. Attitudes start with me. I can control my own and have faith that everything happens for a reason. The next section is about behaviour models. The first question is, what positive characteristics did I admire and consider as a role model when I was young? Why? This was a fun one to think over. I thought right back to some of my earliest memories and I thought about how much I loved Supergirl and She-Ra as a kid. I particularly loved their wedged heel boots, but absolutely loved having strong female characters on TV, which were few and far between at that time. They were doing the same job as famous men and I admired that. My most revered role model, which still exists to this day, is Kylie Minogue. From her neighbour's days, I was fascinated with her, had posters on my bedroom wall. She was a mechanic, so that tied in with the girl power, but she models positive characteristics in her private life. She keeps it just that, private. She doesn't say or do unkind things, well not that I know about anyway, but she carries herself with dignity and pride. 
She speaks about age so inspiringly, which particularly helps me nowadays. I could spend an entire episode on the positives of Kylie. I've always been drawn to people with open minds and liberal opinions, and that stems back to one of my earliest memories of Boy George. I was fascinated with him from a very young age. He first caught my attention on a TV show because he was wearing a wedding dress and wild makeup. I was very young, but I have a flashbulb memory of that moment, realising that it would be frowned upon by many people around me at the time. But how I thought it was absolutely fantastic and I loved it. I admired his bravery to be himself against social norms. I adored Boy George for years after that. Unfortunately, many years later, I had the unpleasant experience of meeting him and it absolutely ruined my admiration. My attitude to him certainly crumbled very quickly. I also thought through my family role models. My mum and my grandma were inspiring role models when I was a kid. They had some really tough times, but they always got through them and made the most of things. They definitely taught me many positive characteristics. The next question asked... Which negative characteristics did I reject and avoid when I was young? Straight away I thought of sexism. It explains the many powerful role models that I had. Until I was 10 I lived in a really sexist area. I vividly remember realising at a very young age that being a girl would always influence how others see me and no matter what I did I would never be as good as a boy. I was regularly reminded of this by the powerful male characters I had around me. I have a memory of when I was quite young, one of my cousin's dads refused to go and see her when she was born because he was so disappointed she was a girl. I have memories of jokes that were told at parties that degraded and belittled women and it used to drive me mad. When I was 10 I moved to a rural area where racism was rife. I remember so many awful attitudes and opinions that I heard and experienced and I was absolutely dumbfounded by some of them. It really opened my eyes, but it reinforced to me that people are equal, no matter what they look like or where they're from. As a teenager, I moved again and witnessed severe homophobia, which was always an undertone of many attitudes I was surrounded by when I was young, growing up in the 80s. I fiercely rejected that from a very young age and could never, even to this day, understand why you'd want to persecute someone for loving the wrong category of person. I used to get embroiled in so many arguments with people over these issues and all I achieved was making people feel more certain of their opinions whilst I was left feeling angry and miserable. I learnt the hard way that I couldn't control other people's attitudes but I did keep on trying for quite a few years after and drove myself insane. I certainly rejected and avoided people who were unable to empathise. I find that difficult. Dishonesty is another. I've always valued the importance of telling the truth. And actually, that's another attitude taught to me by my mum. I also hated arrogance and self-centred characteristics. The more I thought through, the more it started giving me compassion and understanding where a lot of my attitudes have come from and why I feel so strongly about them. The next question asked, how do I feel about people who make more money than I do? I took a while to think this one through. I'd be lying if I didn't admit to sometimes feeling jealous, but also sometimes I feel like it is really well deserved and good for them. However, I did recognise that I've spent a lot of my life with a chip on my shoulder. For lots of reasons, I didn't get to go to university the same time as my friends did. I went straight to work and it was hard to make enough to pay the bills while all my friends got to have a great time mainly partying at university. 
Then they came out and went straight into a higher paid job than me, despite the fact I'd been working longer and was just as clever and just didn't have a certificate to prove it. I thought this one over for a long time and the more I did, the more I realised the situations and the friends and acquaintances that I've judged really harshly for having opportunities I didn't, leaving myself feeling victimised. I also realised that if I had have reached out for help, I probably could have got to university somehow at the same time as my peers. But fear and that victim mentality blocked that. However, the same attitude did also motivate me to do a part-time degree with the university in my 30s, which was extremely hard work, but a life changer. And now I do have that piece of paper. Maybe sometimes bad attitudes can power relentlessness. The more I focus on myself and being grateful, the more I can be comfortable with accepting myself for who I am and what I am and being happy with that and even proud of it. I can recognise and let go of attitudes that bring me misery or that make me feel like a victim. I can just accept things are what they are and my life experience has as much value as the next person. Envy is just a hostile form of self-pity. Envying someone because I think they have something I want is an absolute waste of time. We're on different paths. They have what they need and I have what I need. If I can focus on being grateful for what I have and not longing for something I do not have, life is a lot nicer. The next question is how do I feel about people whose lives are more difficult than mine? Well this was an easy one to answer. In all of my difficult times, one of my strategies has always been to recognise I still have so much more than many people. I see people who have things much worse than me and I do what I can to help. My experiences allow me to empathise and remind people that bad times aren't permanent, but it also reminds me to be grateful. And really, I truly believe gratitude is the solution to so many problems. It's always the answer whenever I start to feel negative or things start to go wrong or something bad happens. The last section is choices. It starts by asking, what happens to my attitude when I focus on other people? Easy. Every time I become overly involved in other people's lives, I always end up losing the focus on what I can control, me. There was a time when I often had no idea what was good for me, yet I knew what was best for everyone else and told them so, often. I was so focused on other people, I knew exactly everyone else's wants and needs, but I had absolutely no idea what were mine. Whatever was wrong in life, there was always someone or something else to blame for it. This behaviour just perpetuated hypocritical attitudes and resentments that made me miserable and my life unmanageable. The following question was, what happens when I focus on myself instead? Well, I can take responsibility for my own actions. I can be aware of my own attitudes and what they're contributing to a situation. I can look for the qualities that I want to change in myself rather than someone else. If I don't tend to my needs and make nourishing choices, that has a ripple effect on everyone around me. When I do focus on my needs, I can make my own life better by facing my own fears and feelings. Then I can work out what is my responsibility and what is not. By doing this, I can learn to love myself as I am and I'm better able to accept the limitations of others and keep my own expectations in check. When I focus on me and examine my attitudes, I can be enlightened. I remember to take time to meditate or pray and be grateful for everything I do have. 
The next one asks, what kind of attitudes do I enjoy in my friends? This was a nice one to think through. All the really good friends I have in my life. I thought through why we're friends, the attitudes that we have that we bond over, and sometimes the attitudes that I don't necessarily agree with. It made me feel really grateful, and I remembered it's so easy to start being grateful when I remind myself of the things that make me happy. Even on a bad day when my attitude stinks, gratitude will get me through. The final section, as always, was my findings. I've learned that my attitudes, or the way I perceive things at any given time, my choices and my actions, all begin with me. If I find a balance in my glass being half full or half empty, my mind remains open and I can cope with life much better. I once viewed my life as a tragedy, but now I have a different attitude. I can be proud that I've come through many difficult experiences and survived, which has made me stronger. Nowadays, I can try to see everything that happens to me as a gift from which I can learn and grow. I find balance when I focus on asking for the wisdom to know the difference between what I can and cannot change. And by being kind and compassionate to myself and others on bad days. My attitudes affect everything and everyone around me. When I'm experiencing difficulties, especially in a relationship, I need to remember to consider whether the root cause is my attitudes and perspectives, all from my experience in life. If I can find that root, and it is to do with my attitudes, then I can do something about it. Otherwise, I can be confident in my choices and set personal boundaries. As I make progress, my negative attitudes seem to just drift away. I remember Everything is all about perspective. I have choice in how I see things. I can choose to be happy and always find the positive and be grateful for all the miracles around me. Thank you for listening and I hope this was useful for you. I must also credit the music by Les FM from Ukraine and my amazing team who have helped me to create this. If you found this podcast useful, please like and subscribe and join me in the next episode.